Hello. I am one host, uh, Sam Lee Ferguson, and, and uh, we got another Zachary. host. I'm Zachary Lee Ferguson. Say that again? I'm Zachary Lee Ferguson. All right, the levels are good, I think, so, okay. Okay, this is probably as quiet as I'm going to talk. And then this is as loud as I'm going to talk. See, here's the thing. Oh. People don't realize this. We are doing this live off the cuff. This is not uh, This is not what some people call... This is different from a podcast. For those of you, most of you are probably listening to this as a podcast. But we are doing this live, and I am doing all of the mixing. I have a question. Are you recording our Google Meet audio? I'm not recording the Google Meet audio because this is being recorded as we speak separately well, internally just, okay that that's good because um every time you touch my computer the computer i'm from it like makes a jostling noise so okay. that, that's good um i will say oh, though that pretty soon i think i may be able to get um no never mind i'm uh, i may be able to upgrade my um my audio a little bit more mm. well that's good i mean good audio yeah. is good audio that's what i always say uh, that's my, I, if I had, a, and I've probably said this before, but we've been doing this for now almost four years. The one yeah. thing I can actually take away from college, like the one thing, not the people or the experiences or like the parties. No, the one thing that actually changed me in a smart way is that my professor said, if you have bad audio, then your movie will be shit. Whoa. Shite. He was he was very British, so he was <clears> like, like, um, yeah. <clears throat> I, I don't want to do a British accent. Yeah, don't offend all of our British listeners. If you don't have a good audio, yeah, movie, your film, it'll be shit. He was also actually, I think he was Scottish. Oh, I'm I'm accent blind. Everybody sounds just like an amalgamation of all the accents in the world well it might just be me but i am it is hot today in new york city um i am biked all the way over here i have for you know consistent listeners of the show i i uh have since since moved um and into a pretty good apartment right to a pretty good apartment but it's a little bit further away from the studio so i biked here and then after this i got a i got a wee little date uh-oh! Right after Sam. This. Sam is a regular um, dater. If <sighs> I remember back when Sam and I used to uh, date, <laughs> when we used to uh, live together, mm -hmm. he would just always be like, I'm off on a date, and I'm like, cool, I'm going to wash clothes and try to work on my movies. Well, I will say most of the time, those dates turned into one or maybe Shite. two dates. Oh, um, yeah, that, that was another thing. No offense, but from my perspective... It was always like too. I would be like watching TV, and Sam would just be come home and be like, "Yeah, that was horrible." <laughs> and yeah. then you would be, and then you and I would talk, and I'd be like, "I'm trying to watch Better Call Saul," and and you'd be and like, then, "I don't understand because I don't go on dates." And then I would be I, like, "I'm going insane because I this guy doesn't know what dates are." I never are. said that. What I would be sad about is like, oh no, I'd rather. Watched my no no you know what I'm not downplaying myself I was a good listener I think you just didn't like my advice sometimes mm, your advice was very mean it was not mean it was direct and also my advice was never bad about your dates mm. it was always about maybe one 
thing. Mm. Okay? And those were good advice. They were just stern. Mm. <sighs> well, anyways, ah. welcome to Two Thumbs Undecided. This is one host, Sam Ferguson. Real. That was real. That was, that was real, a real that conversation was, we just had. That was, yeah, if you're a fan of Freedom, I think they kind of like play around and have fun. That was a real live ah. argument. I need food. I do too. I made, gotta, oh, this isn't a cooking show, unfortunately, but I have started getting into cooking us. recently. Nice. I made. For the first time ever, I made Eggs Benedict. I saw that on Instagram. I was so proud of myself because it's a lot of things. I had to poach an egg and then I had to, which means like you crack the egg and then you put it into boiling water. It's not hard boiled. You put the you cracked egg in the water. Um, and then I had to make um, a special sauce, um, which was really great. Uh, it put too much lemon in, but it, I was very very impressed with myself and it really also okay i i have a suggestion for something to watch at the end of this episode um how's your morning how's your sunday going good i just wanted to say that uh when i saw your instagram post of your uh benedict what is it your egg benedict? benedict yes i wanted to say am i following sam Raimi? because these two uh benedict uh Cumberback eggs what? are real strange because Sam Raimi directed Doctor Strange 2 and it stars Benedict Cumberbatch. Isn't that supposed to be a bad movie? I actually thought it was okay. The movie that's been getting the thing, the reason why I love it is I, there's one scene with the Illuminati and I just geeked out so hard. I, I'll admit, I was fanboying. Someone will say, well, that was. If my British uh, teacher was watching and he said that was shite, mm. I would be like, yeah, okay, cool. I loved it. If I'm only, sorry. if only. Um, no, the movie that apparently is not getting great reviews, uh, is like surprisingly not great reviews, is the Thor Love Ragnarok. and Thunder. Mm, interesting. Yeah, which I, it is interesting because it's the same guy who directed Thor Ragnarok and everybody loves that movie. Taika Waititi. Except for me. I was not a big fan of that movie. Mm. I, I don't like reason... anything that Taika has done since Into the Wilder People. <laughs> hey, you know what? I can't not disagree with it because I have not seen Jojo Rabbits. I think the thing I, I'm not really a big fan about Taika's is his jokes seem... I just... Something about his jokes, I think, are better suited for low budgety type of movies. And... And I know Jojo Rabbits is supposed to look kind of low budgety, but there's just a glean and a glisten to it that I just can't get over. I'm like, it is it a, it, it's it is, it looks like a high budget movie, and it was it was like lauded as a high budget movie. And I just don't, I don't, I don't think his jokes adhere to that. I think his jokes are adhered to say a flat of the. I don't know. I don't think he did anything on Flight of the Concords, but um, I haven't seen the Flight of the what is it? The Flight of the Wilderbeast. Uh, into the Wilder People. Yeah, I haven't seen that, but of course, um, I've seen What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. What I We actually, Do in the Shadows is amazing. But I that's him that movie, and the Fly of the Concord people. Yeah, uh, not, no, nah, it's Jermaine. Oh, okay, just Jermaine. No, wait. No, yeah, it's Jermaine Clemens. Uh, and then there's Brett Kavanaugh. something. Yeah, Brett Kavanaugh, who famously wrote. Uh, the Muppets song in 2014. Mm, yeah. uh, Man or a Muppet. My yeah. favorite. 
I, I'm telling, I think I've, I think my, my favorite, he likes beer and he loves Muppets. riding Oscar winning Muppet songs. Mm -hmm. I think I've told this uh, before. I want that song to be played either or, and or either played at my wedding and or my funeral. Mm. So like when my coffin is being lowered, I want <laughs> someone to be, preferably Jason, uh, Jason Sudeik no, Jason oh. Sudeikis. Uh, is, that's the guy, right? Who from no. the Muppets? Because Jason Sudeikis, I think, is uh, famously Ted Bundy. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, sorry. Uh, Jason Siegel. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, okay. I'm glad I got to the bottom of that. Am I a man? Yeah, Jason Sudeikis is Ted Lasso. Um, I'm a Muppet. I'm a Muppet. I'm gonna listen to that. Uh, maybe you could play that out. Um, but anyways, yeah, no, my day has been going pretty well. I um, I don't have any new like movie news at the moment because I feel like our movie news is gonna be our topic for today. Well, but I have just, some movie news. Well, can I tell you what I am starting? Yeah. Um, because I like to brag when I I try to do something smart. I just picked up this big book. Uh, I had to say it was big. No, I picked up this um, pretty nice looking book about it's called American Prometheus. Mm. The Triumph and Tragedy of J. Robert Oppenheimer. Oh, um, yes. Which I picked this up because I believe not believe uh, I, I think in 2023, uh, Christopher Nolan's next movie is called Oppenheimer. It's called Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. And it's it's based off this book. Hmm. So I'm really excited. Because apparently, I didn't know this really much about Robert, uh, about Oppenheimer, but not only did he create the bomb, but he was like its biggest proponent on trying to stifle the use of it. Yeah. And he was like, it sounded like he was kind of destroyed. From little I've been reading, he was kind of destroyed by McCarthyism. Oh, all right. Well, don't like, ruin the movie. No spoilers on the show. His that's head one blows thing. up. Oh, that's one thing we're decided about. He's like, you know what? If all the, you know, around the time he died, all the superhero comic books were coming out. And he's like, hey, if these people can become superheroes from radioactivity, so can I. So he blows himself up. Um, <laughs> but anyways yeah uh, so that's uh, there's also the other bit of uh, film news going on is um, what there was a uh, the the there's a studio that's being built um, by Robert De Niro uh, and it's set to be built in Astoria and it's just came out uh, or it's it started being built uh, it's 600 uh, I believe it's six hundred million dollars put into this, uh, and it's called the Wildflower, uh, the Wildflower LTD, which I don't know what that abbreviates for. Um, but it is the first vertical film studio in the world. What do you mean vertical? What I mean by vertical, I'm glad you asked. What I mean by vertical is it is the first studio in which a studio, like a, a, a an actual like studio room, is on top of each other. Um, cause always like studios are just like one giant, it's one giant flat thing because, you know, having mm. sounds on top is not good, but this is the first time with soundproof floors and stuff that they're having studios on top of studios on top of studios. Um, and, uh, yeah, 
So this is opening up in Astoria, or it's starting construction in Astoria, uh, and financed by De Niro. Um, so Astoria is a poppin' place for filmmaking. Uh, I'm coming also, back to New York. We also have the, um, 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 not Steiner, um, Kaufman uh, Studio, uh, which is uh, right next to the Museum of Moving Images. Kaufman. Um, this can't be named after Charlie Kaufman. It is, it is 100% not named after Charlie Kaufman, unfortunately. Okay, um, nothing can be 100%. No, 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 no. I am uh, Kauf. I'm just kidding. Things, of course, can be 100%. It is named is... after uh, the, 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 I don't know, but it's not named after Charlie Kaufman because it's very old, old. It was, it's founded in the 20s. Um, so maybe Charlie Kaufman's parents um, <laughs> or, or grandparents rather, probably. Um, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, um, are you, can you get in on the ground floor at this uh, thing? You are, dare I say, jobless at the moment <sighs> yeah i am currently jobless if anyone's looking for a color assist i'm your man um or if people just have food because i am really hungry right now um speaking of hungry i'm i'm hungry for the meat of this episode um because yeah, uh we got a we got an episode to get to right now um yes a lot of um i don't know i just like this is i don't know what we're gonna call this episode Perhaps we'll call it uh, the big, the big three dead. Oh my deal. I don't know. Um, I joke on here about how basically uh, I talk about just death all the time because people are just dying left and right. Old people, but uh, oh, mostly, but you know, still, it's also Sh Shinzo Abe. Oh yeah, that was <laughs> it. Was funny. Um, someone texted me, um, someone texted me about that and I'm like, I, all I did was like a sad face on it. And then, and then I sent right after that, I'm like, oh no, uh, Tony, uh, Tony Sierko is just died. Polly Walnuts. <laughs> like I actually sent a whole thing on that. And then oh. I sent a, do I'm they like, respond with a, a sad face? No, he was, I don't know, he was not respectful enough to uh, say anything, so, mm. because he's a, he's a schmuck who, who likes politics over a guy who played a fake character. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's funny, I actually saw a meme, a Sopranos meme, where, like, like, what, uh, what's the name of the guy, uh, the, the Japanese prime minister? Uh, uh, Shinzo Abe. Yeah, it was it was like Shinzo Abe's de uh, dead, and it's Tony Soprano going like, uh, "What are you gonna do?" And then it goes, and then it goes, "Tony uh, Sirico uh, is dead," and it's just like Tony like weeping, just like he's dead. <laughs> so that he died, uh, Tony uh, Sapirico, or no, 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 uh, not Tony Sapirico. Um, uh, Tony Sirico. Uh, Sirico. No, no, Tony Sirico. Tony Sirico died um, yes. two days like ago. The, yes. I think uh -huh. it was either the same day or like the day. Well, the thing is, is the guy who plays um, Christopher mm -hmm. um, Montalsanti. Yeah. Michael Imperio. Yeah. I'm probably mispronouncing that, but he was the one who announced 
Tony Sirico's death. Mm, so I'm not sure when he exactly died. But Tony Sirico, he was an old man, 79 years young. Yeah. And uh, I have a lot to talk about all these people. So we're going to talk about uh, these great mafia uh, people that have mafia, all died or mafia actors who have all died. Very, not they don't have any. Well, actually, Tony does. Tony was in the mafia, wasn't he? I, I think so. I remember he was he was in a rough definitely crowd. affiliated with the like messed around with the mafia. There's a yeah, story I, where Tony. So this is what's his name again in, in uh, Sopranos? Polly Walnuts. Polly Walnuts. There's a story I was reading like back in the day in like the 70s or 80s or whatever. Um, he was <laughs> making out with some girl or whatever. And uh, he was wearing like a fresh new white shirt or something. It was like brand new. It was like all dressed in white. And someone comes up behind him and shoots him in the leg. Oh my and goodness. he says in the inter- like in this interview, he's just like, my main thing was like, now my shirt's all like, it's all bloody. And I just got these new. So he started chasing after the people in the car somehow, even though he was shot in the leg. He just starts running after them because he's like, you fucked up my, my pants. Um, and then they shoot him in the back, and somehow he still survives. But like, oh my goodness, he's actually been shot before. Like he's 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 like, uh, and I don't. He didn't even say why he was shot, but like, I'm pretty sure he had like very serious. Um, apparently, there's another story where he pantsed Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> That's funny. I haven't yeah. heard that story. All I've heard there's an interview. Um, in. On YouTube, ever so often, you'll see rare interview of, you know, whoever. And it's like, how is it rare? I'm seeing it right now on YouTube. Yeah. And it's got two million views. Um, but anyways, it was like an interview of him, like, in the, yeah, in the 80s, I think. Just yeah. talking about his old Well, that was probably thing. after he left the mafia well, at that point. Yeah. When he was talking I, about it. Um, it's just, it's, it's very strange to see that it's like, it sounded like he was maybe involved with mm-hmm. a possible murder. Like yeah. someone, you know, it's one of these things where it's just like, I guess in that world, it's like, it's not, it is murder. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, they got, they had it coming. They killed, they well, killed Jimmy the, the pizza thing, man. Is it's like with, with the mafia, it's just like, if you're killing other people in the mob, like everyone in the mafia or everyone in organized crimes knows that that's part of the, the deal. So it's almost like, not saying that it's not murder, but it's like. Yeah, it's, it's still somebody's the, dad. The, men, and the mom. mentality of it is just like this is the price that you pay for living this life of having some kind of comfort in crime, because otherwise you're just by yourself and you have no comfort whatsoever. Um, I guess that's uh, the uh, the upside is like, yeah, I'm gonna die maybe by somebody, either die or get put in jail. That's like the two things. Um, uh, but at least I have a family. Yeah, but you know, um, Tony Sirico is very, uh, very much reminiscent of somebody also who I don't really know too much about his crimes, but uh, Danny Trejo, also, you know, somebody Sirico, Tony Sirico, um, Danny Trejo from the uh, El Mariachi or not El Mariachi, but um, Machete. And oh Machete. yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. Basically, if Robert Rodriguez is involved, he's the fam- yeah, he's famous uncle. I forget his name in um, Spy Kids. In Spy Kids, but I think it is something like Uncle Machete. Yeah, I think it is. Mach- yeah, it is Machete. 
<laughs> uh, you know, there's supposed to be a machete in, in space. Has it not come out yet? No. And I'm like, Robert, one day maybe we'll do a Robert Rodriguez episode because mm -hmm. I do like some of his earlier films. Yeah. But um, he did have, he did actually have a trilogy. Mm. I think all great B movie kind of at, like directors should have a trilogy. Mm -hmm. And he gave he gave us I I forget what it's officially called, but it it stars the guy the character of El Mariachi. So there's El Mariachi, Desperado, and then Once Upon a Time in dot 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 Mexico. Oh, I haven't seen that one. I have not. I know we're going. To, I'm going on a slight tangent, but there's I only saw one scene. Of Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Oh, sorry. There is no dot, dot, dot. It is just Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Mm. But there's a scene where, and it, I don't know why I didn't watch it after this, but there's a scene where Johnny Depp is, I guess, a uh, a mercenary uh. or something. But he's one of these, like, crazy mercenaries where he's talking to somebody and he's just, like, at a meal. And he's just like, like I believe there to be balance in the world. You see, I just had the best creme brulee in my entire oh, life. Oh, I've seen this. Now that means I have to go back there and kill the chef. <laughs> yeah. I forget his exact reasoning. And then after he's done talking, he's like, okay, bye. And then it's a continuous uh, shot of just him getting up. And then he shoots the chef and then walks away. <laughs> and it's just so I, funny. I've actually seen that scene. I think I probably saw it with you. And I, I didn't know that's scene. what that, I didn't know that's what that movie was from. But anyways, back to the, the deaths. What, uh, so do you have any other information on Tony S.? Uh, oh, well, he's been in a bunch of stuff. Oh, um, okay. Why he's kind of like Danny Trejo to me is he realized, you know, well, unlike Danny Trejo, who I think has a little bit, not to be mean about like comparing, but Danny Trejo has a little bit of a better like story of, but like Paul, uh, uh, Tony, uh, Tony, Tony Sirico basically was like, yeah, I can't keep. I can't keep uh, being a mafia guy. I'm going to freaking die. Yeah. So he just like started going to community, community acting stuff. Uh, and then just started getting gigs after gigs. And then, you know, I think his background and just the way he talks and just the way he acts, he has a very prominent way of just like making it feel real and mm -hmm. translating it. And I didn't see Sopranos until I was in college, but uh, something I did see uh, in my adolescent teen years was Goodfellas, which I didn't know till actually years after um, watching Sopranos. I didn't. I realized he was in that in Goodfellas. Really? Yeah, he's at. He's in the beginning of Goodfellas, and he actually has a line that I really like. Uh, he's he's Tony Sack, Stacks, mm. and he's in the beginning when uh, when. Um, um, I forget the character's name from Goodfellas, but um, that uh, oh. Ray Le oh Henry Hill, where Ray Liotta, who also we're going to talk about, he's the other yeah. great mafia guy who died recently. But um, he's he's this guy who gets out of a car, and Henry Hill is looking down, and this guy is like talking to all his friends. He's like, "What did he? What do you say? What do you hear?" And they're all like, "Ha ha ha!" And then he goes over and starts wrestling, like one of the. Uh, fat yeah, yeah, yeah. mafia guys and he's like and someone comes out to scold him and then he walks away and he's like you started it and I'm you know, we never really see his like face too well but it, like we can hear him yeah yeah he is her he is heard yeah 
That was probably pretty soon after. Well, no, maybe like because he was. He, I, I'm very curious of like the the history of these people who leave the mafia and then go into entertainment. I imagine it's like you are risking a lot by like going into entertainment as an ex mafia person because not only are you, you know, probably anyone who leaves the mafia, you're breaking a code. Or you're you have even if you aren't in the mafia you have information, but like the one scene in Sopranos where, so what's it? Um, this is the first episode, but like where Tony Soprano, um, comes up to whatever Michael Imperioli, um's character and like Michael Imperioli like, don't go, don't go don't go uh, Henry Hill on me. Who's Henry Hill? Henry Hill's the guy from Goodfellas. Oh really? Yeah, because that's the thing I don't understand how Henry Hill survived. Because, well, Henry he, Hill, I mean, he stayed ambiguous until I guess like the night, but like he was from but he like he wrote this. that book. How do you, mm. how do you write a freaking? I mean, I don't know. Maybe the technology wasn't there yet, but like, and is the mafia still even a thing? I, I, I think it is. Point. I don't know. I, well, I mean, I it's probably... definitely gotten much, much less uh, centralized. I think it's much more scattered now. But so. I just want to say real quick, I'm trying to find a connect. So, yeah, of course, James, uh, James can, um, James Khan. Uh, I'm going to, this is horrible. I feel, I feel like I'm going to be mispronouncing their names throughout the whole thing. Uh, but James Khan, uh, and, uh, Tony Sirico were both in Martin Scorsese movie. No, sorry. Not James Khan, but, uh, Tony Sirico and Ray Liotta were both Liotta. in, of course, uh, mm -hmm. Goodfellas. Yeah. But James Kahn um, was never in a Martin Scorsese movie. Mm. It's one of those things where it's just like all these great um, <laughs> Italian-American actors uh, all seem to be like eventually in a Martin Scorsese movie. Like Al Pacino finally got his Martin Scorsese movie in yeah. The Irishman. Rated R. Was James Kahn Irish? Or uh, Italian, <laughs> I mean? I, you know what, that may be a, I thought he was, so that may be a bad, maybe I'm just presuming, I, he was born in New York, but right, well, was the... he specifically, oh, you know what, I, I, now I feel like a fool, because um, he is of Irish, mm. German descent, oh. so never mind, I was, I was thinking that this would be the you know the death of, of three great Italian Americans, but wow! I, now that is untrue. I just looked this up. Uh, James Caan suffered he was, in in Hollywood. Uh, he was in a flop comedy called "Kiss Me Goodbye" in 1982. From 82 to 87, Caan suffered from depression over his sister's death from leukemia, a growing oh. problem with cocaine, and what he described as Hollywood burnout, and did not act in any films. So James Caan kind of like really left the scene, it seemed, for a while, like post, uh, it seemed like Misery was like the first film that was kind of like his comeback movie. Oh, and what a film to put his anguish on the big screen. Mm -hmm. A, uh, I was going to say a struggling writer, but a I mean, I think of writer. these people, I mean, okay, no, um, I'm not speaking ill of the dead. Hey, this you know, isn't speaking ill, but it's more so of these three. If we're comparing these three people who, who passed away, 
we haven't really talked has- about Ray Liotta too much either, but <laughs> Ray Liotta, very much a character actor, but it's like you say, what's Ray Liotta from? Goodfellas. Goodfellas, if and you then said, to but- a lesser extent, people would also say something wild. Uh, but I've seen that movie, and yeah. yes, he's good in something wild, not really. but I, I wasn't a big fan. More so because I was not a fan of the other two characters. But uh, so, and then, and then, um, uh, Daniels and Walnut or uh, Tony Sekiro, uh, Sirico, uh, Sirico, you know really I, only I have... just Sopranos. James Conn is really the one that has like the most intense. Like, if you say what's James Conn from, you could say Elf, you could say Misery, you could say Godfather. All three would be valid in different sects of. Like what people and you, like in you movies. Can, um, you can't. You can go on from there. You can say Rollerball. You can say. Well, I don't know well, how many I, people know Rollerball, but. Well, the thing about um, yeah, Rollerball is more, from what I've seen, is more famous. Like if you saw the the poster, you would be like, oh, that's cool. But um, another one is uh, he was in Michael Mann's first directorial film, which yeah. is Thief, mm-hmm. which I have seen, and uh, James Caan is good but really who deserves the credit is um whoever the deep the dp was in mm-hmm. that because it's it's beautiful also uh, james Kahn was in bottle rockets you know that yes yes i did know that that was something where it was you know another thing you you have this thing about saying how you know it's an indie film because there is an unexplicable dancing yeah random dancing just, someone biking but another thing is you got to have at least one famous person. Well, yeah, that makes it like a real, like a good indie movie, but not always. Like, uh, And James Caan, uh, I believe, was given – the reason why he was in Bottle Rockets is the producer of Bottle Rockets was kind of a big time – I mean, she, she'd produced a lot of great stuff, and she knew James Caan, but like um, – of course, he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll play it, but I'll be there for like a day, maybe two days, and also I have to be paid a lot. Mm. Basically, it's just like the reason why this movie has to look cheap is it, it's all going to me, baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, but and it, it's just it's weird because James, it didn't have to be James Con. Like James Con, honestly, doesn't feel like um, a Wes Anderson actor, but. Um, you know who's somebody who I find like I would never believe as a great Wes Sanderson character, but I think has worked so well is um, who's the guy. Oh my goodness. I can't believe I'm blanking on the name. Here we go. I'm looking it up. Oh, Henry uh, Harvey Cattell. Mm. Like, so you have these great um, Martin Scorsese, you know, tough guys. And then you put them in a Wes Anderson and they're like tough, but they're also very, very sensitive yeah artistic yeah like he's got it's all like their tattoos. toughness is what makes them the that's like their their downfall is being tough or i don't know i don't know how to ex- explain it exactly but like they're tough you know what's always so like interesting weird... to me when wes anderson was coming up people like scorsese said like someone asked scorsese like who what director <laughs> do you think is like most like you of like this new batch and he was like wes anderson Hey, you know, and it's like not. And then Wes Anderson was like told about this like years later. And he was like, He's I like, think he was, said what? Well, he said, like, I think he just said that just because I was coming up. Like, he was just like, that's not true. I'm not like Scorsese. But I mean, Scorsese, I mean, they have 
weird. It's like they're so different, but also they are similar in some way. I think I've I've told you this, but um, because we're talking about James Can, um, actually, Wes Anderson said the one of the directors who influences movies the most is Michael Mann, which I have still yet to kind of pinpoint where that is. Yeah, I don't like I, could, I don't like Michael Mann. I know you don't, but I think his see, best my, movie was Manhunt. Uh, I like Heat. I didn't like Heat. I do. I do. I like Heat. That's fine. Um, the two thumbs undecided. Here we go. There you go. There you go. But I, I kind of want to try to figure out why Wes Anderson's. I could maybe see it. You know, we. I think we watched the wrong, uh, Miami Vice episode. Because what we should have watched was the first episode of Miami Vice. Apparently, there's a famous scene where they're driving in a car for like two minutes to the song um, In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins. Mm -hmm. And it's like the first time that it's really used because the show came out around like in 88, which is when the song was made. Here's it's a very thing. beautiful scene. But anyway, the thing. Yes, we can all love James Can. He's been in a lot of great movies. He's kind of a whippersnapper, though. Yeah, he's a little bit of a, uh, you know, he's I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not ever going to, he's a little bit of a good old boy, you know, that kind of. Uh, oh, wait, good old boy. That's a whole nother thing. Well, he supported Donald Trump. And oh, really? He describes himself <laughs> well, as an ultra conservative. And he also is very pro-Israel. Hold on. Are you talking about James Kahn? I'm talking about James Kahn, yes. Oh, well, there you go. So he's a really tough nut, you know. It may, you is, know, is that, he's is one of those people where it's like, okay, he makes sense from a certain time, and you can always be like, oh, we love him from misery, and he's great in his movies and stuff. But you know, he is a person, and you know, it doesn't matter what, like what size you take on things. And but you know, I feel like most of the people listening to this um, are are. Hard-hitting Republicans. Or hard-hitting Republicans. So they're gonna love that about him. I heard um, so many like super far-right people using our stuff. Yeah, just um, always well, sampling it. Well, in it, it's funny songs. that you. It, it's funny you mentioned that. So maybe we have to look into uh, <laughs> the into, other people. Uh, no, into um into um Ray Liotta's because I saw an Instagram uh like a TikTok of somebody visiting. Uh, Tony Sirico, uh, mm -hmm. and like you know, it's just like a casual like, "Hey, uh, hi, Tony Sirico, I see you have a bat because that means you don't have to tell people twice to get out or something." But like in the background or in one of the shots, all I see is just a a camouflage hat of "Make America Great Again." I'm like, oh, "Okay, well." <laughs> oh, Tony Sirico had that. Yeah, yeah, it's very much so. And uh, I don't, there's not a lot of people, I think he's too old to wear that ironically. Yeah, no, uh, definitely. He's way too old to wear that. I, it would be funny if he's like a Conor O'Malley, like he tried to be a Conor O'Malley. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The thing is, no, is like with Tony, uh, whatever, Sirico, I just feel like he's such a oh, he's, he's cartoon totally like, character that like he... In a way, I i mean, I, you can't really give him a pass for that. But I i feel like I kind of weirdly give him a pass for it. Because I feel like if I had a discussion about it, everything he says wouldn't actually be valid. It would just be him just being like, it, there, yeah, it is I a, like it that. Is a point, 
Yes. I think there's a point where it just is like, hey, this is what I believe in. And like, you can't yeah. change me or I'm going to knock your grid off. So who knows? Maybe I'm Ray Liotta's the same way. Um, but Ray Liotta, no, I'm looking it up. It doesn't really seem like he's he was a Trump supporter. It, but it, it's funny, too, because we're talking about the two oldest ones. like James Yeah, Jen, no, Ray Liotta died suddenly. Like Very Ray Liotta young. died is sixty seven, uh, in San uh San Domingo Dominican Republic during the filming of Dangerous Waters, and he was also engaged at the time. Uh, yeah. and his cause of death has yet to be revealed. Um, oh, you know what? I I just want to have a slight connection. He also Martin. died in his sleep, which oh, is good. No, I mean if you're yes. gonna die, you know, might as well. His death seemed much hearkened to Bob Saget who Bob Saget, like, bumped his head, I guess, and he didn't think anything of it, and I guess his brain just filled up with, or, you know, it just was not a good bump. Mm-hmm. Um, but, oh, you know, it's another movie that um, I loved, Ray Liotta, and was actually the first time where I'm like, oh, my goodness, Ray Liotta's coming back. Ah, he's scary. Is The pace, Place Beyond the Pines. Oh, yeah. That's was, a great I, movie. I love that movie, but it's never talked about. And I feel like the reason why I liked it is I was just in a time in my life where I was watching a billion movies and I was excited for the world that I was getting into. I My passion for movie life has sadly died, which I hope not died. It's It's not as high as it used to. And I'm hoping once I move into my own place, it's rekindled. Well, that's, but, um, hopefully it is because we're running it. A- Movie, a podcast, I know, a radio show. Saying. I know, and, and don't get me wrong. I watch movies. I just don't have. It's it's. A, I mean, I watch more TV. That's where I think my. I'm more of TV and. I think one of the last things that Ray Liotta was in that like really struck a chord with people was. Let's um, say it at the same time because I always like doing this. Okay. Is one, two, three. Marriage, marriage story. story. He was Why the. Why don't you ever do it with me? I did it with you. What do you? That was you perfect. It, you did it so slow. Anyway. Well, okay. He was in Marriage Story. He was one of the divorce um with with Kirsten, not not Kirsten Dunst. What's Laura her name? Dern. Laura Dern. Who was the I other? She... she was the the uh, uh um, Scarlett Johansson's. The voice uh, lawyer. The voice lawyer. And then Adam Driver's the voice lawyer was Ray Liotta. Played a great divorce, like, really intense. I thought he was scary. He like, was very scary as a divorce. I mean, not, that's his, his shtick. Like, he is a scary, he has, was a scary I, person. And also, I, I back in the day oh. when we first started the show, we, maybe we'll try it this year, um, with the New York Film Festival. Because we went to the New York Film Festival as our radio show in 2019. Got to see um, uh, Irishman for free. Got to see it. The first viewing ever. I thought I was going to pass out because uh, we weren't allowed any food. And I was, yeah. we didn't have time for coffee. And I think it was like at 730 or something. But we, we also got, I got, Zach couldn't see it. But I got to see uh, an early showing of Marriage Story. And a talk oh, back yes. with Ray Liotta and oh my goodness, Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson. And uh, who else was there? And then uh, the the what's it? Noah Baumbach. Um, wow, Noah Baumbach. I've seen a few. He uh, looks like he seems like an asshole. I don't know why Greta Gerwig look, is. Wait, really? Yeah, you no, he's he seems not seems supposed like to be nice. He's not supposed to be a nice person. I have never. He heard seemed that. kind of like stiff. Oh, that that makes. Uh, me. 
kind of sad. Yeah, I don't know. I, I it's so weird because like Greta Gerwig is like one of like has nothing but good things people say about Greta Gerwig. Which, but Noah Baumbach is a stick in the mud. Kind of. This whole this whole uh, podcast is basically just a radio fluid show. train of radio show that is basically a fluid train of thought. So Greta Gerwig, I have I love I thought Free Free Bird or Lady Bird was great. It was very fun. Did not see Little Women. I don't know why. It didn't really interest me. The only part of that movie I really cared about was the meme where um Rob uh, Bob Odenkirk goes comes in for like two seconds and goes, ah, my little women. And then I don't think we ever see him again. But uh, no, I am very, very excited for her Barbie movie. Have you yeah, seen that's written by Noah Baumbach as well, or this co-written it and directed. I think I Noah Baumbach has a writing credit on it. Look, all I'm saying is whatever direction she's taking, I hope it's not like... Also, all of her movies have been so... I mean, Good. I feel like Greta Gerwig is like, yeah, an incredible, interesting director. We should do a mo- We should do an episode on Greta Gerwig. Well, that would be easy. Because Can we, we, after the next... So next week, we are going to do an episode with this dude, which I haven't sent you this thing yet. We talked about him last week, um, but he's a big YouTuber, blah, blah, blah. He was going to come on this week, but he's forgot that he has a... Um, Jordan stuttered. Um, he forgot that he has a family trip to San Francisco with his family. Um, so he's doing that. He is in San Francisco as we speak. Um, but he's going to be on live next week with us. He's a big TikToker. Um, this is the show where we talk to TikTokers. We are the TikTok thing. Well, it's funny I, because we don't. We I don't think really I, like TikTok. Well, I like. I, well, not, I like certain. I, like, I like, like his TikTok. His TikTok. If you're not into TikTok, if you're just like, oh, it's bad for my brain. He's a really interesting TikToker because he creates animate like animation oh, and creates stories. What? Like his, oh he got a college degree in animation. He's an animator. Wow, and uh, perked my. I know he's, he's he does uh like all of his videos have some kind of animation and he creates a little story with each thing. It's not like he he goes around and like I don't know what harass. what you think of TikTok. He doesn't harass people. It's not like that. He creates a little mini story. Uh, What's his name? Jordan Stuttered. Um, I met him at a birthday party. Um, you slapped him, right? I wish. I wish I did. No, I'm just kidding. I just wanted to. I'm here to make trouble. Mm. Jordan. 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 I'm. I'm gonna send you his thing on Instagram. Um. But yeah. So um. That's happening. Anyways. Uh. So I mean, it is really sad. These deaths all happened very recently. Um. And I'm sure the deaths will unfortunately continue. Mounting. The bodies will be piling. No, I mean that is life, you know. Oh, um, well, we hope I, that all of these. How did how did Tony uh die? You know, head explosion. No, I think he just oh, was old. Just old. Yeah. Just Can you old. look it up, I, please? Fine. Yes. Because Ray Liotta, we don't know how he died, but he died in his sleep. Which uh-huh. I have said it on this show before, and I'll say it again. I will gladly die in my sleep at any age. You know, it's funny. If anyone dies in their sleep, I, it's honestly like if you're, I mean, I guess it's sad because he was engaged and stuff, but like. Uh, No cause was given. 
By no cause was given, but like it feels like just based on that, no cause was given. He died in his sleep. It all was very sudden. I mean, that's the way to go. Dying in your Who sleep. Knows? Yeah. Well, like what? I, I, it's so many people live in fear of death. Of like, how am I gonna die? Am I gonna be crushed by a truck? Am I gonna be pancaked while biking? Is Wes Dying Anderson gonna sleep? come up and stab me with a flowery pen? Yes, that is my biggest fear. But dying in your sleep is the best. Like, if I hear someone dies in their sleep, I'm kind of like, good for them. You, you celebrate. You're like, yeah. I'm like, good Woo. for them. Like, you know, I. Yeah. When I told you that Bob Saget died in his sleep, you were like, "Woo!" You Did were he? on subway. Yes. Oh, um, th- well, that was good. another thing. Like I said, so he had a bump on his head, went to sleep. What he should have, I guess, it was, it was one of those things where, like, coma, where if, you, like, if you have a concussion, you shouldn't go to sleep because yeah. I guess your brain fills up or whatever. But that is, to me, to me, for some reason, I actually am afraid. Of, I mean, dying in your sleep is, you know, it's it just happens, and then you go on to wherever you're on next. Um, uh, but in a way, I'm like, then in that case, every time I go to sleep, there's a possibility I'm going to die. Yeah, that's true. That to me is horrendously scary. Like, so currently, I feel like I'm in such a more like place of death because I live in a bit uh, for fans of the show. I currently am living in a basement of a house that has basically turned into a crack house. <laughs> yeah, it has. No, there's no crack. Don't worry. There is no crack, but it might as well be a crack house because it is like I left and it was already kind of dirty. And I went to New York to find my form riches and fame. And I realized that I had a pretty good thing here in Pittsburgh. So I came back and I come back and I'm staying here for just like a month, two months actually. But, um, august 1st but like i come back and it has just gone down so downhill yeah so i'm living in this basement and i'm i'm right next to an air conditioning and i'm so afraid that like a pipe is gonna burst or like slight so i bought like a co2 thing or um there's all sorts of things that could kill me in here now uh not saying when are you moving out i'm moving out that week well it's august 1st so in 20 days, and I'm counting every minute of it, baby. Um, but the problem with August 1st is that's a Monday. So I'm hoping my landlord is nice and lets me move in that weekend. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to take off any work, more work than I need to. Yeah. And yeah, I could have moved in um, uh, 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 the 15th of July, but I didn't like the setup of it. I had it. It was something weird with, I I like things to start on the exact day, you know? Yeah. Like on August 1st, that's when I pay my check and all the blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So anyways, I still need to get a job. You need a job. And I will say I, so I don't have a job. We, we mentioned this before. Truly one of the greatest things for your mental health is to not have a job because I have been having such a nice time every morning. I wake up today, this morning, I, did I already say that that I, I made eggs Benedict? Yes. Okay. I have just been having, I mean, I, I guess I know it's the weekend, but like I've been having such a good time not having a job for right now, but like it is, it is great. It is great. I've had no job for only twice in my life and it's in between, you know, the New York and now. And it is nice. I got to say it's the waking up 
I uh, I will say I, I had a better. Mm, actually, it was nice, but in a way, actually, I don't think it was a great mental state. Oh, because I realized I didn't have a job. Yeah. But it seems like it's uh it's doing wonders for you, my friend. And you have so many friends, and you have good talent, so you'll you'll find yeah a job eventually. Um. Anyways, so that's I don't know. I mean, that's kind of it for that that those two. Um. Have you watched any new movies or done any? Yeah. That? So that's the thing. I right before coming to this, I watched. I started watching this show called The Bear. Uh, it is a show um, based off of uh, it is it's on Hulu. Um, it is based off of a uh, a Chicago restaurant, a real Chicago restaurant uh, called Mr. Beef, I believe. Mm. Um, and it stars Jeremy Allen White um, and. Uh, it is it is a great I've only seen two episodes so far. It is incredible because it's like a cooking show, but like there's so much like drama going on. But it's 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 like the family of being in a kitchen. And I've never worked in a kitchen before. But it's the fam it's like that feeling of closeness of being in a kitchen. And it just I, I can't even really describe it, but like the first episode was incredible. It was so fast paced. The second episode was much slower, but it's it, not like, like an uncut. Of, is it like an uncut gems? It kind does of feel like uncut gems, but my biggest issue with uncut gems is it was constant. Uncut gems was constant anxiety. This was. Yeah, I had no time to throw up in that movie. I know this was there. The since it's a TV show, like one episode is constant anxiety, and then the next episode is a little bit more building up and a little bit more character development. And it's in Chicago that they are. Yeah, because Chicago. I've I've seen commercials for this, and actually, I was thinking about. I didn't know it was. Hulu. It's gotten really good reviews. It has a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes, eight point five on IMDb, which is good uh, enough for me. It's really it's gotten a bunch of great reviews. Um. I the only way I watch a show is if it's above an eight or it has some really intense fandom. Yeah. Like a lot of cartoons I watch are usually they're like, you know, sometimes they're 6.6 .6 or whatever, but it has such a big fan. Anyways, I love cooking stuff and this looks fun. It's the, it's really good. It's really good. I can't stress it, it enough. It like very rarely do I love a show in the first episode. Like, that's always my thing. It's like the first episode, if it's not great, I kind of lose interest very quickly. But, like, I've gotten into cooking so much more recently from being unemployed. And also, I have a giant kitchen now. And so, I have been cooking, obviously, since I told you. Um, and this um, show, what? like, came at a perfect time. Because now, my friend and friend of the show, Nick and I, are going to do a thing in which we're going to start cooking meals to match movies we're gonna yes. make a big italian oh dinner for moonstruck you know by the way if you want you know this much like your friend reese maybe this becomes your new job i mean i would love that wait what or just like i don't know you're pairing like, uh meals with well no like so reese became a, a huge tiktoker because he was just like oh i have an opportunity i'm gonna tiktok while i'm interning or uh, while i'm a pa and then he just spirals out into being this you know tiktoker yeah. for all you know you could be this like cooker 
who cook stuff from movies. Now, by the way, you are slightly taking an idea that this guy named uh, Binging with Babish does. Everyone's, everything has already been done. Yes, that is true. I'm just saying, now, of course, you're just doing this for fun, but yeah. you should actually look up some Binging with Babish uh, because he, it's really fun to see him cook because he'll take like say there, there's like a, a sandwich he takes like a fake food or something and yeah. actually does it in real life mm. uh, or like a like something like another one i think it's called the big night which is also a cooking i just watched a bunch of clips from burnt if you've ever seen that movie no you should if you like uh if you like bradley pooper and he's really angry but he's a michelin Two stars. Oh yeah, man. cooking and shows really are like we. Man, this is the next thing. Have we, we done should, a cooking? We haven't done a cooking I, thing. I think we have done a food episode, but we. Haven't I done think we we did an episode about. I remember there was one like foreign movie about someone who cooks themselves to death. Oh my goodness! What? Or not not I, themselves, but the the the. I forget what the movie was. I think we did do we did a cooking episode in like 2019. And I remember there was one movie in which people decided to commit suicide by eating themselves to death. And it was oh. four of them. And it's like a foreign film. Uh, I think, you, yeah, I think I it's Italian. You... And I, it's, it's four people just like decide like we're just going to eat until we die. And that's oh, like the premise. Eat. Yeah, they just oh, eat they food. Eat no, 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 no. They just eat food until they die is the premise of the movie. But we have done this. We have done a cooking episode. I, I don't know if it was specifically cooked. I'll have to go back into the archives. Or fans, if you want to go into the archives. Please, <laughs> fans, all our fans out there, do our work for us. Do the work for us. I'm so tired. <laughs> You're uh, tired. I had a yeah, bike here in I the hot, win. hot sun. You just okay, popped in without. Zach has not had a shirt on this entire episode. Look, people, people now, I just want to say, now that I'm back at work, I have access to a really, really good gym. The problem with this gym is, is it's 40 minutes away by walking from my apartment. And in, for some reason, it's honestly like a joke. They put this, this gym on the top of the tallest hill. Like you have to climb up three huge staircases just to get it. Yeah. To it. And it's, <laughs> you basically have done, everybody says, basically, it's Trees Hall. They're all like, ba everybody has said, like, basically, you're done exercising by the time you get up to it. So, I'm taking a shower after this. I'm going to get more naked. I have to say, you look really good with your hair that long. I think you should grow your hair out long. You think so? Yeah. I, I do look pretty good right now with the I hair. I like your hair long and greasy. And my beard. I just need, I just need to, uh. I think Somehow you look good, Zach. Thank you. I think you... this photo you have right now of you looks better than anything on. I am. Uh, you can't see my stomach, but uh, I will take your comment. I comment. cannot. I will see take your, your comment. The other and... movie I do want to talk about um, is a movie that we saw together as a family, and it's called "We're All Going to the World's Fair." Oh, we saw yeah. this. We only have four minutes. We have four. We have three minutes. Uh, this is distributed by Utopia, which is um, the same distribution company as Shiva Baby, uh, which is a friend of a friend of a show. Um, it has it is directed by Jane Sh uh, Schoenbrunn, 
Um, it is a strange movie. It has not gotten good reviews. Very oh, mixed really? opinion in our... No, it's gotten... It's a 5.4 on IMDb. Yikes. Not that this stuff really matters, but like a 5.4, you're kind of like, mm, okay, something's happening here. The whole point of the movie is it's this competition in which you are, you like basically cut your, this is the first little bit of the movie. You, you do like this thing where you say like, we're all going to the World's Fair, or you say the names over and over again. You cut yourself and then you put it to like the computer screen. And then you start recording yourself to see, like, the effects that start taking place as it goes on. And it follows this girl, uh, this girl's response. And eventually there's this person who comes up, um, who, like, starts looking out for this girl and, like, starts checking in on this girl as she's, like, going through her stuff. I liked it. Uh, I liked it, too. I guess I thought it, people- it's very low, low, low. Quality. Like it is, it is very cheaply made, and it it's a the 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 director of it. This is their first feature. Uh, they were like a producer beforehand. Um, the the main actress Anna Cobb. It's uh their first first feature as well. Um, and um, she did a great job. I will say the best thing about this movie was Anna Cobb. Her acting, I think, was very good. Um, I too. I think the only thing I realized that people wouldn't like, and I actually thought it was subje- like a, a flip, is that they are building up to something, and then there's no payoff. It's yeah. Like, like the whole time you think she's turning, I think she's. All right. Spoilers. Into, spoilers, like, spoilers. 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 Just stop the episode right now. The whole time you think she's turning into a demon, and then you realize at the end, no, she's not turning into a demon. She's just having problems at home. Yeah, she's just it's, depressed. She's the uh, best. I, I, I like that, but I don't I've think... I've just never seen that. It so just I'm like, seemed oh, cool. like it was going down a path that could have been done a lot better. But I like the twist at the end that it wasn't a scary... It's not a scary... That's the main thing. It is not oh, a scary so movie. Scared. Well, Zach I was, was scared, was <laughs> but it was not a scary movie. It was, Zach was scared because I remember Zach leaned over to me. He was just like, you didn't tell me this was a scary movie. And I was like, yes, I did tell you it was a scary movie. No, you didn't. And then it wasn't. No, we were sitting in the theater and I was like, what do you know about this movie? And I was like, number one, Alex G composed it. That's the only reason I really cared about it. Alex G, great perform- or artist, 